Celebrating the sounds of Memphis for 21 years, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we'll have a double feature with Merge Records recording artist The Raining Sound and DECA Universal recording artist Lucy Woodward. Bill Street Caravan contributor Preston Lauterbach will join us again to continue his series, The Chitlin' Circuit and The Road to Rock and Roll. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat, what's up? Hey, Kevin. We're back at our favorite little dive bar in Memphis, Tennessee. What's the name of it? Don't know, don't care. <laughs> Locals, of course, call it DKDC. Our engineering team is especially fond of it, which is strange, because DKDC presents serious challenges when we record. Like we mentioned on the show many times in the past, DKDC is small. It's a tiny bar. The audience is right on top of the band, and when we're there, we've got microphones and boom stands everywhere. Setup can be quite interesting. Oh, but the sound. Yes. The sound is so good there. It must be all the wood, all the bodies packed into a place absorbing all the sound reflections, or maybe it's the hospitality. All that good Southern hospitality plays a trick on your ears. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a little of both. On today's show, we'll feature two acts we captured at DKDC, The Raining Sound and Lucy Woodward. And we'll sit down with the creative genius behind DKDC, Memphis restaurateur, Karen Carrier and talk to her about the role of these special night spots in the fabric of a creative community and how they foster the local music scene. Up first is Greg Cartwright's The Raining Sound, one of Memphis's most beloved music exports. The Raining Sound rose from the ashes of the garage rock pioneers, the Oblivions. Over the past couple of decades, the group has seen lineup changes and relocated to Asheville, North Carolina. But what makes this performance extra special is that we have Greg reunited with the original Memphis lineup. Jeremy Scott on bass, Alex Green on keys, and Greg Roberson on drums. Let's get to it, shall we? Here's the raining sound at Bar DKDC live on Bill Street Caravan. Sand 
Thank you. Here's more from the raining sound live on Bill Street Caravan.
was the raining sound at Bar DKDC live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with music from Lucy Woodward in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Preston Lauterbach as he explores the fascinating subjects of his book, The Chitlin Circuit and the Road to Rock and Roll. Some of the most fun I had while writing the book, The Chitlin Circuit and the Road to Rock and Roll, was having opportunities to meet Chitlin Circuit veterans and to hear their war stories. 
Guys like Emerson Abel, who'd played saxophone for Beale Street kingpin Sunbeam Mitchell during the 40s, shared incredible insights into a lost world that are not available anywhere else. And I could have never written the book without witnesses like that stepping forward to testify. Now, two of them who made a profound impression both on me and the book were, one, the most important drummer you may not have heard of, Howard Grimes, and two, a big band leader who'd been active during the World War II era named Sax Carey. Daughter, that's your red wagon now. Daughter, that's your red wagon now. Daughter, that's your red wagon now. Don't cry to me, can't help you now. That's swinging sax carry and his orchestra with Gloria Irving's vocal performing Daughter, That's Your Red Wagon, a top 10 rhythm and blues hit released in 1946. I met Sax Carey exactly 60 years after that song came out, and by that time he had also recorded for Chess Records, managed Della Reese, produced a hit record for the Falcons, written the score for a black exploitation film, and produced hip hop lyrics for Rock Candy Records in New York. He had also worked as a bag man, delivering payola to disc jockeys, a straight man, setting up jokes for the comedian Mantan Moreland, and a record shop owner. His list of friends went back to the vaudeville era when Butterbeans and Susie were his neighbors. He never became famous or wealthy, but he never gave up trying. When we met, he was living in a beat-up trailer in Florida that was full of musical instruments and recording gadgets and his old master tapes. He spent all of his time writing lyrics and recording demos. I was at my wit's end trying to figure out where to begin this Chitlin Circuit book when someone passed along his number. I called Sax and he told me, I work for the man who invented the Chitlin Circuit. I drove right down to see him. Though he knew I wanted stories from the past, the first thing he did was try to get me to become his manager. He said, this is the easiest business in the world to make money in. I'm going to tell you something you don't know. You got no competition. He eventually got around to telling me his story. It was a huge breakthrough for me as I never would have been able to pinpoint the circuit's beginnings without Sachs. He described how it had begun, how it functioned, and as a jack of all trades, he had perspective on every aspect of the circuit, from travel to how much money musicians earned in the 40s. And he recalled the philosophy of the day. He said the Chitlin Circuit was never about making big money. It was about making constant money. His mentor was the original Chitlin Circuit kingpin, Denver Ferguson, an Indianapolis racketeer who organized the traveling band business in the South. A piece of Ferguson advice to Sachs about where to have his concerts to avoid the tax man stuck with me throughout my research. Go to the nondescript places, like Indianapolis, which without Sachs Carey was a place I never would have thought to look for the roots of the Chitlin Circuit. Listen to me, baby. That's O.V. Wright doing Ace of Spades. The drummer on the track is Howard Grimes. Like Sax Carey, Howard had seen things that never made the newspaper or history books. Howard had not witnessed the beginning of the circuit, but instead a major transition in the black music business as records became more lucrative than the road. 
Howard began his career drumming in Memphis nightclubs during the mid-1950s, and from behind the kit, he witnessed the rise of Memphis soul. As a bit of a prodigy, Howard found work with the Rufus Thomas Band before going on the road in 1958 in a small combo with Memphis Kingpin Sun B. Mitchell as the manager. The main attraction on that show was an exotic dancer called Miss Shakerite. Howard watched in amazement as Miss Shakerite did her thing. He said she'd be out there dancing, splitting and wiggling her hips. She'd lay down on the floor, take a light bulb, put it in a certain place, and it would jump on and off. I'm thinking she got something hot down there. Though not yet out of high school, Howard was on his way down the Chitlin circuit, though his path would lead away from Sunbeam Mitchell in time to Willie Mitchell. Willie had begun his career as a band leader in the 1940s and played trumpet on B.B. King's record Three O'Clock Blues in 1951. In the early 60s, he was producing records for the Home of the Blues label down on Beale Street. Meanwhile, Howard was establishing himself as the house drummer at Stax Records in South Memphis, where he laid down the beat on hits like Rufus and Carla Thomas's Cause I Love You. Howard tells that he wasn't home one afternoon when Stax called for some session work, and they found Al Jackson Jr. first. Jackson became the drummer in the Stax house band, Booker T and the MGs, and from there became an icon of soul music. Howard went back to the nightclubs and was playing at the Thunderbird Lounge in Memphis in 1966 when a guitarist named Teeny Hodges heard him. From there, Howard became a member of another iconic soul band, the High Rhythm Section. Willie Mitchell had become the producer at High Records, less than a mile from Stack Studios in South Memphis. Mitchell cultivated the High Rhythm Section like an orchestra and developed his own distinctive soul sound to compete hit for hit with his neighborhood rivals over at Stax. Willie had a sense of humor that was every bit as keen as his touch as a producer. When listening to a playback of one of the High Rhythm Section's early sessions, Willie gave Howard Grimes the nickname he's still known by today. Willie said, listen to that foot on the kick drum. When he clamps down on the beat, he's locked in like a bulldog. Bulldog Grimes and High Rhythm got off on the right foot, recording hit instrumentals with Willie Mitchell like Soul Serenade, 30, 60, 90, and Prayer Meeting. The group proved to be versatile and fresh as they played on hit records behind vocalists like Ann Peebles, I Can't Stand the Rain, O.V. Wright's Eight Men and Four Women. And they started every song off the same with Willie Mitchell calling from the control room, Count us off, Mr. Dog. For Beale Street Caravan, this is Preston Lauterbach, author of The Chitlin' Circuit and The Road to Rock and Roll.
We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, we're about to hear from Lucy Woodward. But first, we're going to sit down with Karen Carrier, proprietor of Bar DKDC and one of the best all-around Memphians we know. The caravan records all over Memphis in the Mississippi Delta, and over the past couple of years, DKDC has become one of our most reliable stops, and there's good reason for this. Vibe, mystique, personality, hospitality. There's a genius that goes into creating the perfect night spot. It takes a special kind of person to do it. And what we're most interested in is how this ripples out into the community, especially with creatives and musicians to create a scene. This week's Bill Street Caravan show was recorded at DKDC, a little bar in the middle of Midtown Memphis that we have recorded actually a lot of artists at. Um, Today, we have in the studio with us the owner of DKDC. It was her vision, Karen Carrier. Hey, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) So DKDC has been a favorite place to record for us. And it's a place where people like to hang out. Yep. So what does DKDC stand for? Let's start there. Well, it means don't know, don't care. So when I hit a certain age, age, I've been in this business a long time, I decided I could name something, anything I wanted. And I just was like, people go, what's the name of it? I went, no, I don't know. I don't care. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, that's perfect. I'll just put the initials in there. And that's how it really came to be. So... Before that, you had a a small restaurant in there, very popular. So why, at the height of success, as a restaurateur, did you say, you know what, we're just going to make this a cool bar to go to and have live music? And I wanted a place where it was just a bar, but it was a music venue. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up here in the 60s, and I used to hang out at Club Paradise back in the old days, (laughs) sneak in. See James Brown at the old Goodwill Reviews. Um, listen to like all these great garage bands in the 60s that I grew up with. Stax was huge then. 
beautiful sounds, you know, American studio. It was so much going on here. And I just, that's what I wanted. And so I was like, screw it, we'll just reinvent it. We closed it down for two months, um, reopened, and uh, that's how Bar DKDC was invented. It really just came out of shooting from the hip. What's the capacity officially supposed to be? If we take everything out, that means we take the banquettes and put them in my van and drive them off, mm -hmm. we can fit 100 people standing. We have done that before, and it's wild. But I'm from Memphis, lived in New York in the 80s. The clubs were little. I mean, yeah, the, you know, I remember CBGBs in the 70s, and I remember these funky little clubs. And I love that feel of, you know, the smaller, it, it just feels oh, yeah. warm. If, if you walk into DK now, people go, Karen, what's the deal with the sound? It happens a lot. People ask me that. Like, I did that for a reason. You know, like, I'd made the sound work. I did not. That was totally <laughs> unexpected. Like... Harlan T. Bobo helped me lay a fence from the back behind the beauty shop. I wanted to put the fence on the floor back during Do Sushi. Then I decided to put a lot of my son's paintings, he lives in Brooklyn, he's a painter, on the wall. Somehow all this stuff worked to create this amazing sound. Mm -hmm. So I remember Scott Bomar walking in there once and he was like, man, I got a nine piece pen. It sounds amazing in here. How does it sound so good? I go, I don't know. It just <laughs> happens to work. So the universe worked with you. Absolutely. <laughs> My guardian angels were there. It's one of those clubs that you have no idea what you're going to see. The thing that gets me is, is not the variety, but when I do walk in the club and the space where the band can sit, <laughs> it, it comfortably holds three people. Right. However, <clears throat> I've seen five-piece bands, oh, yeah. horns, everything, squeeze up there. No one cares. Yep. No one cares. No. It's all about the performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I brought Mystic Bowie in. He lives in Connecticut. His band's from Jamaica. Nine-piece. Bomar brought in a nine-piece band. We've had all the Mud Boy, the true sons of Mud Boy, with all their friends. Um, so for me, Memphis has an amazing thing going on here right now. It's almost like it's just bubbling over with the music scene. And I remember it happened in the 70s. I remember it happening in the 80s. I moved to New York in the 80s, came back in the 90s. I'm telling you, right now, we're bursting out the seams with what's happening. There's definitely a vibe there, and it feels very Memphis when you go there. Yes, it does. And having a place where the interesting thing is the mixture of people also that are in the audience. When Absolutely. you look around, you see the artist, you see the banker, you see right. the, you know, I mean, I it's love just, that. I it's love just a little that. everybody, you know? And you see a lot of local musicians who come to hear the other local musicians or who come to hear the bands from out of town. I really like when I see that. The City Champs did a pop-up show there a week ago, Sunday night, and every musician from Memphis was in there. I turned around and went, holy crap, what's going on here? I mean, it was great. It was just, you know, like George Slupik moved back from L.A. and he introduced us to Lucy Woodward, who he played with in L.A. And so these connections of the people who travel from Memphis, other places, have brought more in here. And I'm telling you, the public is eating it up. They love it and they love supporting it. When you go there, you never know what you might see. 
Right. You know, you never (laughs) know what could happen. There's this sense of like, if you see something strange, people come in dressed in character, dressed as cartoon characters, you go, oh, okay. That's normal. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the, uh, the last time the Mighty Souls Brass Band played there, they did a procession up the street into the bar, so they're, you know, they had like- It was a protest. Yeah. It was was for the Women's March and a protest for what's happening in America. I mean, it's, there's, people have things to say and we just give them a platform to just let it happen. Well, that's, uh, the drinks are good too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That does help. We have some really cute bartenders. (laughs) Yeah, and you're, um, the people who work there love music also absolutely and that that has a lot to do with it that's the beauty of it is the people that sort of been cultivated into this family there they love what's going on there and they have been really the seeds that have kept it going and Mm -hmm. have really brought it up and it's just going it's just, it feels like this great bus that just keeps moving around, you know, sort of like the Bill Street Caravan. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we are going to get back to more music from Lucy Woodward. Thank you, Karen Carrier, yes, for coming in. Thank you, Pat. Now we are going to hear another artist we captured at DKDC, Lucy Woodward. Lucy is in town touring behind her most recent album, Till They Bang on the Door. Her live show is pretty impressive. The girl can sing, as we say around here. That plus, Lucy has incredible songwriting chops. She's won BMI Songwriter Awards, contributed songs to countless soundtracks. So her repertoire and her creative range is just mind-blowing to me. But in her solo work, she channels all of that through this gritty jazz and blues approach. It's like big band jazz pop coming at you from a dive bar blues combo. It's pretty awesome. It's her first time on the program, and I think our listeners are really going to dig it. Here's Lucy Woodward at Bar DKDC, live on Bill Street Caravan. Don't know, I don't know, no, 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 I 
we go. We're gonna go. <clears throat> be my husband and I be your wife. Sing it from your chest. from Lucy Woodward at Bar DKDC, live on Bill Street Thank Caravan. You. Ready? I used to work through my emotions, playing my flute. And harmonize the moan of the vacuum. Everything I did I had to count by twos. Because I had OCD. And a not a not number I'd be screwed. It's hard as hell to be normal with a non-stop and in your mind. Hey, circus freak, I set you free, cause I'm as weird as any. I need this piece of me to live, live, live. Hey, circus freak, you wait and see. But when the So there was me and the acrobat in my brain. We'll go hand in hand, cut school on the two train. Find an empty car and sing a little shop of horror's theme. Or just let out a scream. The top of my lungs, 
Nobody sees or hears a thing from underground. So I just hush in spite of the symphony swirling And 
Thank you. That was Lucy Woodward at Bar DKDC live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to Karen Carrier and Steve Ann at DKDC for having us out once again. And thank you, Karen, for coming by the studio and talking with us. To learn more about The Raining Sound, find them on Facebook. They also have a homepage at mergerecords.com. You can find out more about Lucy Woodward at lucywoodward.com. Both artists have extensive discographies that provide rewarding deep dives. Be sure to check out their tour dates. They may be coming to an area near you soon. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm-hmm.